following podcast may contain some adult language. You've been warned. Those of you who got an invite, welcome to NerdProm. <laughs> no matter where in the world you are, we're all NERDS International. With the hyphen. Welcome to Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast. This is the show dedicated to Genesis role-playing system from Fantasy Flight Games, a show in which we, your hosts, discuss all things Genesis from both the players and a GM's perspective. I am Tony Fanning, and with me as always are my good friends and co-hosts, Chris Holmes and the infamous Stefan Dragonspawn. How are we doing, Stefan? Stefan is doing good. Um, got to get some gaming on last weekend with some uh, fellow nerds from Toronto, uh, Corey Judd and his wife Jennifer and our other friend Emma. Uh, we uh, gained a little cottage near our place uh, that they were able to rent and played some card games, various board games, card games, and I ran for them Genesis, the Realms of Tyranoth uh, pre-published adventure, The Haunted City. Cool, dude. Very nice. Gems. They enjoyed it. I uh, had my little bookmark, which proved to be really valuable. I should make more copies of that. <laughs> and they were passing it along yeah, to uh, look at the symbols. And uh, so I, I made more for future games. So yeah, they were gronking it. Uh, I was taking my time explaining the, the mechanics, sometimes introducing a little more complexity as we went on, and not worrying too much about pushing the story forward. It's like, yeah, you guys have fun. You know, some interaction? Okay, let's do some PC interaction. <laughs> and then uh, nice. the Wednesday before that, I played in Matt Jones' post-apocalyptic game that he's uh, going to be running. Uh, we just did character creation, but it's prequel. It's, a, it's Cthulhu-esque, post-apocalyptic, where Cthulhu rose and he flattened the Earth. So now the Earth is actually flat. <laughs> oh, I actually saw that. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. Was the was yeah. it Arkham City or Cthulhu City no. or something like that? I thought no, it's the entire world is flat. Right. So no, right now it's uh, we're not based in one city, and I base my character off of uh, another fellow nerd, Paris Conte. <laughs> so my character is Archer Conte, one of the the few remaining uh, Aussie speaking uh, people, because Australia is now completely underwater. <laughs> nice, awesome. <laughs> But unfortunately, he only learned his Australian accent through archive movies like Crocodile Dundee and <laughs> and watching reruns of um, what's his name, the Crocodile yeah. Hunter. Yeah, the well. Crocodile Hunter. Oh, he's such a beautiful specimen. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. There you go. What about you, Chris? Well, had a lot of fun last night playing in mm-hmm. Eberron for sure because. Um, had to, got to use my top hat that I bought for my little goblin. <laughs> we were on a train, and I, and, I, and I went up to the door. We were basically the big bad evil woman, not guy. Um, and uh, opened up the door, and I'm like, hey, do you want beef? That was like kind of the safe word. As in, doors open, she's here, come attack. 
So it was pretty fun. It was pretty damn fun. Um, yeah, and I'm working on a uh, on a two shot adventure. So, oh, you're a game master in that. I'm game, game, game master. master that one. Yep. Okay, so well, that's why uh, that's the only time when you play female characters as an NPCs. <laughs> no, no, I was no that was no my goblin is my um is my PC. I'm, oh, okay. I'm running another female. game. I'm running another game. No, she's. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. The big bad evil woman who we were fighting, the boss monster, was a female. So. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I misunderstood there. So, Tony, how are you doing? Yeah. Not bad. Sitting here all bloated, not so fresh, because I just <laughs> made a pot roast tonight. Mm. Huge one, oh. uh, inst- but instead of using potatoes, I threw a bunch of squash and zucchini in it because I'm keto friendly. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it was so damn good. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But uh, no, I I just ran um, Eberron for my friendly local game store earlier this week. Uh, I've got a awesome. campaign that just started up there that the the manager at the game store asked me to run. So um, we had our session one kind of uh, murder mystery. Cool. I'm definitely taking it nice and slow, letting them do whatever they want. Because this is a campaign. This is going to go as long as they want it to. Oh, yeah. So it's not one of those, oh, I'm going to be done with this in six weeks. No, this is one where, hey, we're going to keep playing this till you guys are sick of it. Okay. <laughs> or you hit the end of the story, which I've got story that goes out like 13 levels. So, Okay. Yeah. Dude, but, rock on. <laughs> yeah, I've been writing it since October. So, awesome. but awesome. I'm pretty much done with that now. Right, no more writing on that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just relaxing. Been uh, doing a little bit of writing on some other things, but nothing, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing that jumps out. However, yeah, I did write these show notes for this awesome mm-hmm. show we have. Yeah. We have no listener feedback, but we're going to jump into a show here soon, and we've called it episode fifty. Holy crap, it's episode 50. Um, It's not just a job, it's a career. As we we, uh, do the careers for our Tales of the Epsilon Eclipse setting. And Tony, cheers to you, motherfucker. That's half a century, baby. Boom, and you too, Stefan. 50 century. Yes, congratulations on 50 episodes. 50 episodes. Uh, Congratulations on uh, 30 of those. (laughs) <laughs> no, not quite, but not maybe quite, but pretty goddamn close, I think. Probably <laughs> close to it. All right, all right. Well, better then. for having you, bud. Absolutely, you. we Thank are. You. All right, um, yeah. Let's move. Let's move into it. Let's go. Let's go right. boost the signal, then. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Sounds groovy. Well, welcome to Boosting the Signal, where I know all of you are really looking forward to Stefan sharing all of the hot news for Genesis and new stuff on the Foundry that he's found. So, what do you have for us, Stefan? Looks like we got like about 80 pages worth, so this might be like a six-hour episode. Sit back, everybody. Yeah, that's it. Well, thank you for that sexy intro. It's always nice to, to hear. And, uh, yeah, there was quite a few things uh, put up on the foundry. So uh, I'm just going to go through them real quickly. 
I'm sorry, I can't go in more depth. Mm-hmm. So we start off real with Dennis Warmer offers us um, something called calls Heroes on Hand, and it includes ten fantasy-based pre-generated characters, and they're all they have. He started them out with three different you know, XP levels: starter, plus fifty XP, and plus a hundred. They're pretty well made, um, so you don't have to just rely on the standard ones that FFG made cool. out, which are they're fine. But this one, these gives you a bit more uh, to choose from. If you don't have time to uh, to write them up, you can choose one and, uh, and and then go go from there. It's pay what you want. Cool. We'll have all the links in the show notes for all of these. Then we have Roy Altman's. Uh, from his little company, uh, RPG Narco, kind of cool name, <laughs> created uh, the Genesis Adversary card template. So uh, if you have Acrobat Reader, uh, you can create your own little slick cards, just fill them up uh, with the stats that you need, and then you can print them out or just save them as PDFs uh, for three ninety nine. Cool. And... After that, we also have from uh, someone that's also pretty prolific in uh, the Genesis community, Expand Your Options with the Skills Guide uh, by Guillaume Tardif, the guy who made uh, cr- the creator of uh, the Inquisition, oh, cool. the dark fantasy kind of uh, Genesis uh, setting. Yeah. So inside here, you find lots of uh, options to add narrative effects to skill checks. I bought it myself. And he goes a bit more detail about you know what you can do with medicine, depending on the setting. You know, installing okay. cyberware, for example, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't have time to read all of it, but that's one thing that really stuck out to me. Oh, like, wow, cool. 120 pages. And charts. Yeah. Um, so it, I think it is worth uh, – you put a lot of effort into this. Uh, lots of thought. There's lots of charts of how to use threat and advantages, et cetera, with all these skills. So oh, cool. It's a good option to have, even if you don't use it, like good ideas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so, a great uh, resource. I've read that. It's mm-hmm. very good. Oh yeah, good, good. Yeah, it's I think it's it's already I think up to silver, if I if I remember correctly. Awesome. Uh, level, so good for him. And well for nine ninety five, yeah, like I said, maybe a bit more pricey compared to the other ones, but yeah, you get hundred and twenty pages of goodness. Oh, yeah, so yeah. it's and, and it's well laid out, so it looks good too. And then we have Jared Crawford. Uh, he created To Protect and Serve, which kind of reminded me of the other little setting about someone using like special forces of, in the military. This one is about playing cops, you know, uh, whether it's SWAT teams or just regular co- policemen, oh, detectives. Cool. Uh, it's a little starter kit for those kinds of stories around law enforcement. So you've got archetypes and careers and gear and some, uh, some adversaries. It's mostly for the modern setting, but I'm sure you can uh, reskin them a little bit for for sci-fi or near sci-fi, like Shadow of the Beanstalk. You can have those characters uh, involved there. And he says it's a work in progress. If there's other updates, he'll update the document, and you can get the update uh, later on, uh, the later version. And it's also pay what you want. So you can try it out. Cool. And finally... Uh, the Game Master's Eclectic Toolbox by S.F. Rattan. So, uh, um, it's an, an organized, interlinked, and bookmark compilation of the guy's most uh, effective house rules that he's developed over the years that Genesis has been out. 
that he's used at his game table. Uh, he's crammed about, he says, almost everything he's discovered over the years running and playing Genesis that he wished he'd known <laughs> starting out. So hopefully oh. <laughs> sharing his own experience with you. So you can try it out for 9.99 on DriveThruRPG again. And that's it. So I think I managed to cut that down uh, from six-hour show to uh, maybe just what, 20 minutes. <laughs> well done. Very nice. nice. Yeah, nice summary, dude. Well done. Mm. Well done to all of yeah, you out there, too. I think there was You're something awesome. else that popped up before the show notes, but it's like, maybe I'll cover it the next time. <laughs> oh, I'm <Excellent>. sure you will. <laughs> so, folks out there, if you want to see your little products show up on our Boosting the Signal, um, just uh, put them up on the Foundry. Stefan will find them. Um, we'll we, find them? Yes, yep. will. Uh, if but you we want. do hope. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I said, uh, if you want me to review it, you know, I don't know if you want to send me a copy. I'm not asking for free stuff, but if you want me to, to review it so I can boost the signal even more, I'd love to. Uh, I'm willing to pay for stuff if I have to. I mean, uh, it's optional. I mean, I'm not asking for for handouts here. But uh, if, you, if you feel like doing so, contact us and let us know. But I hope, at, at the end of the day, we hope that some of this bringing it to your attention puts it on your radar and puts a couple extra dollars in those creators' pockets so those guys feel encouraged to continue it. So, yeah, at awesome. the very least. Yeah. Thank you, Tony, for that for that intro. <laughs> um, that actually kind of hurt my head a little bit. No. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I, I did didn't... my best '80s metal voice. I come on, man. And I tried to I tried to return the favor. Um, ACDC. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I didn't necessarily have to scour the web this week because I believe it was Tony. Passed me along this little nugget called the Genesis Dice Result Resource by, I believe, Robert Thayer. I'm going to have the link to the to his website out there and to this handy dandy little tool. Um, basically, if you have an internet connection, if you have a phone, you have whatever at the table, you could quickly go here and it gives you how you can um, spend threat or. Um, despair, advantage, triumph on anything like combat, social checks, magic, hacking, fear, insanity. So that's always a so that's always a good one to to count. Yeah. I, I know. Yeah, we have to kind of look that up every time too. Um, crafting, alchemy. I'm not sure what a sensing is. I think that's a homebrew, maybe. I'm not sure what that is, um, but then, and then there's also enchanting as well. Oh, that's a Shadowrun homebrew for enchanting. Oh, Shadowrun homebrew, a sensing. Yeah, so that was it. So that's cool. Um, and if you look up at the very top, there's also a Genesis magic calculator as well that I found, and mm -hmm. you could put in um, either intelligence, will, cunning, or presence, 
and your knowledge, your ranks and knowledge, and it'll build up and tell you what your difficulty would be. So I'm going to verse here. I want to augment. And I can add. I can add haste for free. I can do swift and additional target. Oh, that's going to be formidable for me. Boom. Quickly. Got it going. And again, this is on the web. So if you are, um, if your GMs allow like electronic devices around the table, or if you're going, or you're playing online, very, um, very handy. Very handy to put that there. Very nice. So yeah, yeah and it looks like it's time I'm playing um, as a catfolk bard. <laughs> when <laughs> yes, exactly. And it looks like he's got the um, excuse me, hang on. <coughs> expanded players guide stuff in here too. So I go to primal and I see transform. Ooh. I went to Arcana at first, and I was looking. I'm like, "Ooh, there's mask and predict. Where's where's transform? He totally missed transform. Oh, wait a second, that's primal only. So only. maybe some enhancements coming up would be selecting the talents that 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 open up these different spell types for us too. But this is cool. This is pretty sweet. What do you guys think? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Awesome well, I resource. thought it was nifty enough to share it to you. So oh yeah, yeah. yeah this is <laughs> this is awesome. This Which is kind of remind. Yeah, that's at first I thought it was dice roller, but I don't. Just a dice results. So yeah, which is kind of cool. So how to spend those rolled up? Yeah, yeah. how to spend spend those threat and it, mm -hmm. you know successes and everything. So yeah. pretty cool. I was like, uh, it kind of reminded me someone else had created a, what's called RPG Sessions. It's a website as yep. well. You can it's a dice roller for both mm -hmm. Star Wars and there's a tab for uh, Genesis and. You, you, apparently, you can visit it again. I think it would be great because uh, he apparently he's updated mm -hmm. the website with more, even more options. So um, I just haven't nice. had time to to look at. But those are two definitely great, uh, great resources. Awesome. Yeah, man. Pretty cool. So yeah. So Robert, uh, here you go. Here's your 50 pieces of awesome. Sending them FedEx to make sure they get there. Uh, don't spend them all. <laughs> But if you do, you know, uh, keep keep working on this stuff. Uh, if there's more stuff, more ideas, cool. Yes. We want more. <laughs> we want more. Yes. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> yes, thank All you. Right. All right. Well, hey. Oh, nice, Stefan. Was that you <laughs> cracking that whip on me? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, whip it good. <laughs> well, welcome to the books of Genesis, where we are not just going to be a job today. It's a career. So we're going to be talking about the careers, um, where we're just going to break down the, the careers that we've selected for um, the Tales from the Epsilon Eclipse, and. Um, Open up your books, because we're going to be grabbing stuff from the core book, Realms of Tirnoth, and Shadows of the Beanstalk. So, who wants to kick this puppy? Who wants to start? It's not, yeah, it's not just four classes, you know, like fighter, mage, cleric, and, and thief. Like, no, no, there's a bit more. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. So, stuff it, DCC movement. All right, so, anyhow. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shots fired! OSR movement, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, uh, yeah, we've got. So, I I started this off. I kicked it off. Um, I mm -hmm. I put together the comprehensive list 
uh, sent it to my cohorts here. They gave it the seal of approval. Mm-hmm. So I should probably start off and say I reskinned a lot of careers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When I reskinned them, I took skills that they didn't need from the setting that they were in and put them in skills that fit the setting that we have. Mm-hmm. I'm counting yeah. 16. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which is great, by the way. I mm-hmm. love that. Yeah, we've got a goodly number of careers available. Um, mm-hmm. So the first two, um, I reskinned, well, first three, I reskinned right from Shadow of the Beanstalk. Um, and we can go into, okay, what those are, what they do, if you want each to read one. Um, I'll start with the Mentalist, which is our psychic hacker. So nice. I took the uh, hacker from Shadow of the Beanstalk, or the mm. runner, excuse me, and said, you know what? I like the skill list, but it's not going to fit our setting. So mm-hmm. here's what we've got. Our mentalist has cool and deception. It also has knowledge mentalism, which is basically like knowledge of the net, mental intrusion, which is basically your computer's hacking skill, only it's for hacking those brains. <laughs> Mental discipline, which is basically your uh, sysops, computer sysops, but it's for defending those fancy um, gray matters. Yep. And uh, then perception, skullduggery, and streetwise to round it out, just like the, um, the Shadow of the Beanstalk Runner has. Gotcha. I like it. Because well, after. Yeah, because after hacking that mine, you have some data and you have to sell it. So damn right. Skippy, you gotta you have, you gotta where. know where to go, exactly. where to sell that hot commodity, and make sure you protect your medulla oblongata. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, so that's one. So that's one way of reskinning something. Sometimes you know, it's like it's not obvious. Like it's a runner, computers. Yeah, but what if it's worth? Hacking your mind. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Stephanie, you want to take the next one, or do you want me to? Oh, go ahead. All right. Well, it's now. How are we pronouncing this? Chaperone or chaperonnie or chaperon? Chaperon. Chaperon. So this is going to be our reskinned sysop from Shadows of the Beanstalk, uh, a Psy Guardian, if you will. Um, it's going to have brawl and cool. Uh, going to have knowledge mentalism. So it's got the knowledges of those mind mazes, right? The mazes. Um, that's this, is gonna be, this is the guy. This is the guy that's actually going to be creating, you know, putting those mazes up for people. Um, medicine, obviously, because you know, if you need to go do that inception thing and go multiple levels, right, into the defenses or whatever, the hacking, defend the hacking. Um, then mental discipline, which is that that skill we're using for the quote unquote sysop skill right. and the mind guardian part of it. Um, perception, ranged like, and they're little. This guy's got a little bit of combat associated with them, and streetwise as well. So it's so, kind of like a it's like a professional bodyguard for your brain yeah, and your body. Exactly. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I love the love the flavor of it. Mm-hmm. Tasting very good. All right, what do we have? What do we have next here, Stefan? Well, next, I think it's. I think Tony should cover this one. He's the one who wrote it up. 
Well, okay. no, um, we're talking about the other one that we reskinned, and that's okay. The, uh, the other one. All right, so we we'll the next one the down. One. Sorry. Yeah. Look next at one. Yeah, the, look at the show notes. Yeah. yeah, the third one in the list. There we go. Yep. Yeah. All right. So then we go to the interceptor, which is uh, the reskinned investigator, also from Shadow of the Beanstalk. So your private eye, uh, but he has a bit of uh, a psionic edge. So. His skills include coercion, knowledge, mentalism, of course, because he has to know about what goes on uh, in the in the brain. Uh, some leadership, mental intrusion. So sometimes he has to hack. You know, it's like ah, this guy's not talking, so got to extract information somehow. Cool for that interrogation. Exactly. Nice. Uh, yep. And perception. So you can see if the guy's lying or, or anything. And, of course, he's, he's on, probably on the street a lot. Some ranged light, mm-hmm. a bit of streetwise, and vigilance. There we go. A bit of skills to protect his, uh, his, his, his meat <laughs> when he's on the street. <laughs> so you can have a good sigh, bad sigh. Exactly. <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> if, it's in a, if it's in a far future setting, it could be a light side, dark sigh. <laughs> oh. Somewhere far, far away as well, right? Uh, that would ha- it would have to be far, far away. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. a long time ago as well. It's too much. It's too much. All right. So, and then we had a few others that we did. Um, we just kind of, I just renamed uh, the soldier to veteran. Some of these are just renames. Yep. To give it a unique kind of a feel. Mm-hmm. Um, those would be like the soldier. Uh, from the core rulebook is veteran now. The yep. pilot is called jockey. Nice. Uh, the explorer is called traveler. Mm-hmm. The medic is called a churgeon. Uh The socialite is called barfly because hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> always the, the bar. I love the that enter- dude. Yeah. The entertainer is called the headliner. Nice. Um, and then the uh, con artist. I kind of rolled into kind of, uh, well, it's called a shift, so to speak. Cool. Techs yeah. are engineers and leaders are front man. Because, yep. you know, well, going we, with that bar entertainment theme mm-hmm. kind of. And you it. did, and we did renamed the bounty hunter into a bouncer. <laughs> You're a martial artist when watching a dull. That's right. That's so, yeah, I took the bounty hunter from Shadow of the Beanstalk, just mm-hmm. renamed it bouncer. So. Gotcha. Now, did we? Um, so I see that we have. So for the bouncer, I see we have discipline in there. Do we just have the yeah, regular I discipline? Yeah, actually, uh, I forgot the word mental. That's all. It would be mental discipline. Cool. Yep. I'll make a note. I'll, I'll add that now. Sweet. There. All right. I missed it when I the other day. Yeah. I would have let you know, but I saw there it then. Go. So yeah, the, the bouncer Good catch mm-hmm. now, buddy. Before it, the public it? sees it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Whew. Mm. All right. Well then, um, so the next part are the new careers that we've picked. We've got three of them coming up. Um, yeah. Stefan did one. Tony did one. And I wrote up the one for the last one here, but it was Tony's <laughs> idea. I went ahead and wrote the flavor text for it. I'm glad he gave yeah. me the <laughs> glad he gave me the uh, creative license to do that. So um, why don't you kick us off, well, Stefan? With yeah, the well, one you did well, here, sure. Well, he had to give you the one, you know, because you're you're the one who was more uh, <laughs> clamoring for it. <laughs> it's a secret. 
I well, know. I think I know. it's probably been on social media too. While we were a little bit. All right. So, <laughs> with with me, it was the the mind mage. So we introduced psionics. There's no other uh, spellcasters. There's no arcane or divine or primal or verse, and no runes. So uh, we call it the mind mage. It's a psionics or psychic wizard. Uh, I had come up with. The Mentari as a name for my uh, the race that I uh, sort of contributed to the, uh, the Zal, the, the insect race. Yeah. So whatever name you you apply, you know, each race can have their own name for it. Nice. Uh, they all do the same thing basically. Uh, so a mind mage is trained to has trained their mind to affect the world around them. Uh, be the closest thing to a sorcerer or wizard in a, in a fantasy setting kind of thing, but they don't need fancy components or uh, cast their spell they don't even need gestures uh, or words uh it's just very subtle art uh, cool a bit more broader than a mentalist a chaperone or blogger or boggler <laughs> sorry mm-hmm. um that's what really you know um makes uh makes them and uh, I added, like, uh, yeah, and what truly makes a mind mage so fearsome is their almost natural attunement to a special crystal that can be shaped into uh, different implements or embedded, like in staves or crowns or medallions or the ring that I have my uh, character use in the last advantageous threat we used, I think, or the previous one. Nice. Uh, so, and, of course, these mind mages need a place to practice to train all their knowledge mm-hmm. so the the endless halls is where uh, mind mages are taught how to control their powers it's also where uh, all the knowledge that they've gathered through millennia have uh, have been written down or recorded across the whole multiverse and it's also where they have the vault right or, uh, sometimes very powerful and sometimes dangerous relics are kept Ooh. so that's a uh, a pocket dimension in itself, heavily guarded by the best of mind mages, and of course, you know they'll they'll hire powerful uh, guardians, side guardians, uh, or chaperones to help protect their uh, their vault from any other uh, kind of intrusion that uh, someone may try to uh, access the vault through. And of course, the bogglers may help. Uh, as well. Very nice. And uh, their career skills, of course. Uh, well, first off, uh, a mind mage would have access to the following actions uh, attack, uh, augment, but only on their self, curse, okay. uh, as well as heal and mask, but only on their selves for healing and, and mask to begin with, and predict. As well as some utility, uh, if, you, if a player can come up with it. Um, later on, they can get advanced techniques, i.e. talents, that can allow them to use some of the actions that are only available on themselves and extend it to others. Oh. But cool. it takes a bit more training. So it kind of balances out the fact that they, even if you bound and gag, a mind mage, he could still use his powers. Gotcha. Yeah, and their career skills, coercion, uh, knowledge. Uh, in this case, 
knowledge uh, me- I, I wrote metaphysics but it could be mentalism to be more nope, uh, in line that covers the 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 psionics uh, okay. shaping and whatnot yep. okay yeah, you were sure. right. mind over matter right and then knowledge multiverse because they they travel between the different dimensions mental discipline of course to protect their their precious uh, minds mm-hmm. perception psionics which is the skill that is the uh, the equivalent of arcane, divine, or primal? A bit of stealth and vigilance. They're not combat oriented. They would be outside of of combat. Uh, <laughs> staying as one of our popular uh, fellow nerds would say, in chicken shit range. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> cool. But helping dude. out in their own abilities. Very nice. Uh, well done, little blob. Uh, paragraph there i like the endless halls that that just gives me this vision of this extra dimensional space that is um well it's endless that's awesome that's it it. lots of halls rooms here and there Mm -hmm. you turn a corner it's like oh no it's another hall (laughs) you know it popped in my head mordor in lord of the rings when 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 gandalf lights it up and it's just endless you don't see the other end it's just there right it's huge this is Mm -hmm. cool that's cool yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but maybe not as dark. Moria? Right. <laughs> yeah, Moria. The Mines of Moria. Yeah, you said yeah. Mordor. Mordor, did I, yeah. Did I say Mordor? Yes, you go did. back and go back and listen to it. Uh, <laughs> I may have projected Mordor, but I was thinking Moria. <laughs> yes, Very that's, nice. what, that's what that's what we read in your mind <laughs> that you meant Moria. Yeah, so, you better uh, you better get some uh, psychic constructs up to protect that brain of yours. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's I need somebody who has the maze's skill. Oh wait a second, that's not a thing, is it? <laughs> so there you go, the mind mage. Um, well yeah, uh, I like it. They affect the world around them, and they're they're the holders of knowledge of any kind of uh, arcane, not arcane, but psionic uh, mm-hmm. arts. Yeah. I like the flavor you added with the with the with kind of the psi crystal or that special crystal that they could shape and and, yeah. and put in their their implements. So pretty well, cool. A, well, I thought even today in our real world, some people say that crystals are supposed to help you meditate and stuff. Well, focus is the energy, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So why not push it further and make yeah. it actually something that would be part of an implement? Very nice. Mm-hmm. Shall I go on to reading about mine? Go for it, dude. I think so, since I kind of mentioned it when I yep. talked about the mind mages. So let the, uh, right, the cat out of the bag. That's okay. <laughs> so I needed uh, this one to be kind of unique. Uh, this was something that is not going to be seen very often. Um, probably won't be chosen as a player character very often because they're, they're all about crafting things. But it's the boggler. So, uh, the Boggler crafts neural mazes or traps, uh, physical or otherwise, uh, across the multiverse, hidden in small private shops or working by appointment only in corporate mega complexes are the Bogglers, a specialized guild of architects and craftsmen that ply their trade, designing, building, and installing mental mazes and mental constructs into the neural networks, networks, of countless beings across the known worlds. Uh, the items they create protect the secrets of millions from malicious mentalists and provide the tools used by chaperones to defend the minds of others. 
So the talent to create these uh, nebulous fabrications is rare and complex. And it can only be learned after years of apprenticeship um, to a master of the trade. Thus, bogglers are often respected as much for their dedication and discipline as they are for the skills they possess. Because uh, it takes years to learn. Mm -hmm. uh, some yep. bogglers set out amongst groups of adventurers, traveling the multiverse in search of new, unique, and bizarre concepts to incorporate into their work. Plying their trade uh, along the way to make a living. Yeah. So, uh, what we've got here, uh, as far as uh, skills computers because they need to be able to uh, draw up the plans for those mind mazes that they're creating mm -hmm. cool because they got to keep their cool um, knowledge mentalism they need to have an intrinsic intrinsic knowledge of the mind and its workings uh, knowledge multiverse they got to know the peoples of these known worlds and their cultures and what is most important to protect mm knowledge science because the mentalism isn't the only way to get secrets out of somebody's brain there's also scientific ways <laughs> uh, negotiation because well any good tradesperson has negotiation yep. yeah. ranged light because they need to defend themselves yeah. and skullduggery because trap making duh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say ranged light when, of course, when negotiations fail. That's right. <laughs> exactly. That's right. <laughs> awesome. Dude, this so that's is, our boggler. This is, that's our, our architect of the mind. Yes. Where where did you get the name boggler from, by the way? I, I well, just, cool okay, name. so I was looking for some, mm -hmm. you know, mind-boggling. I started looking at synonyms. Okay. They boggle your um, mind, man. Right. Yes. What would con okay, and so it. I got to the word confusion, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I'm like confuser. No, that's not right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. then I did synonyms, and I saw boggle, and I'm like, oh. boggler, nice. boom, done. They boggle so, your mind. Yeah. Sometimes a boggler sometimes kind of sometimes reminds me of uh, like sometimes old English names for certain like malicious spirits, like a red cap or something like that, a boggler. Uh. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I hadn't thought of that either. Yeah. But still, when I read the Neil Gaiman's uh, novel, oh, I forget the name. Oh, goddamn! Not not American Gods, but uh, Never Neverwhere. Ah, there was a couple of characters uh, came to mind like that. But anyway, uh, well, I think in in Harry Potter they have what are the the boggarts, right? I think those were the ones that you have to think of something that you're afraid of or what's funny or whatever like cuz they they project onto you what your fears are right and like who who's afraid of spiders i made them put roller skates on and they fell down so yeah so there's yeah. that that boggle name there so, do so that's cool or boogler, yeah. yeah no it's very I cool i like it i like nice. it dude but we got one more <laughs> oh yes. we sure do someone someone so, who, who who insisted on having this oh i did not <laughs> insist this was a Tony's idea, and I ran with it, and I might have sprinted yeah. as yeah, well. Once you picked it up, you insisted. I oh, did. I, I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah. So, everybody, you must get ready for. First off, I'm okay because I am a lumberjack. Yes, we yes. have the lumberjack career. You to be a lumberjack, you work all hey, day. All right. To be a lumberjack is to take the oath of the sequoia. 
If they stand behind you, protect them. If they stand beside you, respect them. If they stand against you, defeat them. To be a lumberjack is to be an order of the Axensaw Templar. To be a lumberjack is to have mind, body, and spirit as strong as, strong as the tallest sequoia, otherwise known as the redwood. Mm-hmm. And finally, to be a lumberjack is to wear the flannel vestments with honor and pride. Yes, everybody. I love it. <laughs> yes, everybody. Lumberjacks are the holy warriors of the multiverse, trained in the arts of psionics and lumberjacking from a very early age. Many of the lumberjacks gather at a random location each year for the tournament or the Lumberjack Multiverse Championship, which is three days of lumberjacking events from sawing, chopping, speed climbing, log rolling, boom running, and the axe melee. Lumberjacks are often found leading the mass ba- the, the mass battles against the hive or on some holy quest to find an unfindable ancient artifact because it's the journey that defines them. So, there you go, everybody. You can play a lumberjack. Thank you, Tony, for the inspiration, (laughs) my friend. There we go. So, yes, Tony is like, you know, we're having having lumberjacks, but they're going to be holy Templars. They're going to be paladins. I'm like, oh! That's it. That's it. They they go go. on their journey. They they go out on a limb, but they're always deeply rooted. (laughs) Yes, they are, and continue the puns. Well done, Stefan. You rock, buddy. Cheers. Motherfucker! <laughs> Cheers. And, so, and sometimes the bar- their bark is as worse as their bite. Oh. <laughs> oh, Very nice. You got a million of them. Okay, so you guys are wondering, what are the skills? Well, <laughs> to speed right, climb and right a log now. roll <laughs> and to do the, the boom running, you're going to need athletics. You might think you might need co- co- coordination, but eh, athletics is where it's at. Leadership is a key because they're leading those battles. They're at the forefront of... They are on the front lines against the Hive. Or the Fury or whatever we're going to call them. I think we started calling... When we brainstormed, we call them the Hive. But we'll get, right. we'll we, get into we that. Will, we whatever will eventually have a definitive name for them. Right. But that is it. They are on the front lines. And, you know, because they are into... The, they, they need to understand psionics. They do have knowledge metaphysics. And <laughs> to wield those big axes, they need melee heavy. Yeah. They have mental discipline to protect their minds. They also have the psionic skill um, as a class skill. They are resilient. They have resilience and, you know, survival. Of course. For yes. So, um, <laughs> lumberjacking, baby. Yeah. Lumberjacking. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so. What y'all think? Let us know what you guys think of the lumberjack and the boggler and the mind yeah, mage. Did the did the lumberjack be, boggle your mind? Yeah. Were you um, ensnared by the mind mage's um, abilities as well? Let us know. Yes, leave leave us your comments at our email. Leave uh, us. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Way to go! I saw what you did there. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm, I know I'm leaving some of you in knots. So. <laughs> well, then, you know, this is just getting a little too sappy. So let's yeah. move on to the <laughs> to our next oh, segment. That's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll just do the plank right now.
welcome to the next segment of the show. This is the segment of our show where Tony chooses an adversary from one of the books and leaves you in anticipation <laughs> about how we dissect it bit by bit. So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you for that <laughs> awesome intro, buddy. There we go. Good. So today you're going to turn to your expanded player's guide, mm-hmm. and that is going to be page 15, The Gorgon. This is a nemesis. So the Gorgon, Gorgons appear as ageless women with snakes in place of their skin, their gray skin, or gray-green skin, excuse me, uh... And uh, snakes in place of their hair. Their gray-green skin is cracked. Jeez, there we go. Uh, already dangerous. They are also wrapped in such a sacred, sacred majesty that any mortal who looks upon them turns to stone. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Yeah, no wonder why the eight in a death. Wow. Yeah. What power. Jeez. So these gals, they've got the some pretty solid... Uh, solid uh, stats here for Nemesis. They got threes and everything except for agility and intellect. Intellect being a two and agility being a four. Uh, they have a soak value of four, so they must be wearing something. They're not completely naked. They're, uh, there's cracked skin, I guess. <laughs> isn't that the the less you wear, the better? Like chainmail bikinis uh, is like as good as plate? Yes. Na- naked naked passive defense kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, because it does give them def- melee and range defense of two. So they've got to be wearing some kind of armor. Um, hmm. They have uh, a uh, wound threshold of 15 and a strain threshold of 12. So not a bad stat block. No. Mm-hmm. Um, Talents-wise, they're sitting on parry two. And uh, that's it. They don't have anything else as far as talents. Well, they do have skills. Two, they have two in their defense, though. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. melee uh, and range defend. Yeah, right. so you could. It's got to be the uh, the they're either their scaly hide or their armor or something. Probably. Maybe it is the chainmail bikini with the pinpoint yeah. defense uh, uh, barrier or something. Maybe or they're well, just moving around like snakes. <laughs> they're very, you know, yep. snake style kung fu. <laughs> that dried skin and cracked. It's kind of mm. a hard armor. <laughs> Skill-wise, they have a cool of four, coercion of two, wow. knowledge three, uh, melee light of four. <laughs> so simple sk- uh, skill block, but uh, very skilled in what they are skilled at. Mm-hmm. But what's key here is this ability, which uh, is their petrifying gaze. Mm-hmm. So as an action, they may make opposed cool versus coordination check, mm-hmm. targeting one character within medium range to immobilize the target until the end of this character's next turn. Plus one additional turn for two, for each additional two successes. Wow. They may spend three advantage to stagger the target until the end of the character's turn, next turn. Mm-hmm. And may spend a triumph to turn the star, the target to stone. What That's, the you know, hell? That's permanent. And, well, but... They're roll. She's rolling what? So cool is based off of what? Willpower. Coolest presence. Coolest yeah. presence. So they're. Still so she's dice. gonna get. So she's gonna have three yellow, 
with the cool yeah. of four. That's a no. and green. Wow. Before flipping a story point. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Wow. That's... And you might be thinking, why cool? Well, that's cool's used for your initiative if you are getting to jump on somebody when you're ambushing somebody. So, yeah. Which which would be good to ambush someone so you can, you can surprise them and look at them in the eye yeah. and petrify them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hello, yeah, what are you doing in my lair? <laughs> wow. What and what so, yeah. other ability? And uh, terrifying as well. Sorry. Yes, and they also have uh, terrifying. Uh, at the start of the encounter, all opponents are going to make a daunting fear check. That's four purple dice mm-hmm. as an out-of-turn incidental. If there are multiple sources of fear in the encounter, the opponents make one fear check against the most terrifying. Ah, there you go. And then they have the Gorgon Blade, which is just a Mm -hmm. nasty sword, but uh, you could really outfit them with anything. Mm -hmm. So that's the key stats and abilities, the overview of these things. Obviously, it's your, your standard Medusa, as we've always called them, but... The Gorgon was actually a race of these women, and yep. Medusa was just yeah. one of them. Yep. From, from um, memory, there were three Gorgons in the Greek mythology, and Medusa was the only uh, mortal one, apparently. Correct. So, as opposed to another popular D20 system where the Gorgon was a t- t- totally different creature, and the Medusa was a totally different creature. <laughs> yeah. But the key thing to take away from here, mm-hmm. uh, when thinking of reskinning ideas is you want to think of creatures that could petrify Mm -hmm. you or turn you into a stone or otherwise different type of statue. So I had some reskinning ideas. Mm -hmm. So the first one, the cockatrice. It appears Mm -hmm. in fantasy literature. It appears in um, uh, Greek mythology. This is a flying bird, giant chicken almost, that yeah, can, whatever. that can, tur- with its gaze, turn people to stone. Nice. Uh, when I'm thinking of the that particular creature and all of my reskinning ideas, I would probably reduce for all of my reskinning ideas. I would reduce um, their presence uh, uh, by one, and maybe increase their cunning by one. Um, each of them being more um, of an animal intelligence. Gotcha. Right. Um, and then with the uh, also I would uh, with their skill set, I would probably uh, give them survival instead of knowledge. So mm-hmm. instead of their knowledge, they would have survival of three. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That's yeah. Good. so the first one is the cockatrice. The second one is the basilisk. So whether you think Basilisk from Harry Potter with this giant freaking snake that can turn mm-hmm. people to stone mm-hmm. or has this poison, ultra-poisonous bite, or whether you think the Basilisk that we remember from mythology and from playing D-Shift-7-D, it's a giant lizard. Yeah, um, yep. Uh, basically a monitor lizard that can turn people to stone with its gaze. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mud Golem now... Uh, mud golems can encase their victims in, in golem, basically turning them to stone. Um, so they're good at uh, pottery. The mud golem, yeah, right. I would, I would probably reduce, the, change the mud golem even more, increasing its wound threshold, dropping its strain down to maybe eight. Yep. Um, and giving it a brawn of four instead of an agility of four. Yeah. Um, 
but everything else soak yeah yep everything else would be pretty much the same mm-hmm. uh, and then the last one I'm thinking okay let's go to Viking mythology okay. go mm-hmm. to those those frost beasts mm-hmm. that uh, can it, or... that can breathe ice on you and turn you into an icy statue and freeze you instantaneously. Oh, there we go. Nice. Like like dipping you into nitrogen. Basically. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And uh, it's basically a basilisk, only it's ice-themed. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Again, it's another giant frosty creature. It's more more lizard-like. But all of these are great ideas for skinning, mm-hmm. reskinning a gorgon, yeah. and getting the best use out of that petrifying gaze, because that's really what you're going for. Exactly. So, um, how would we how would we survive petrification? There's actually a sidebar. On yes, page there is. Sixteen. I'm not sure. I didn't have it in the show notes. So I wasn't sure whether you're going to mention it or not. No, I was. But okay. Thank you for bringing it up, buddy. Yeah, I mean, uh, so, so pff, I'm going to be petrified. I just know it. <laughs> this is First, I was bar. afraid though, because I failed my terrifying <laughs> check. Right, my fear check. <laughs> this is a sidebar, meaning yeah, it's I'm, an it's an I'm, optional rule. Yeah, I'm just a stoner over here. Petrification, petrification, like death, can be very frustrating experience for your players. I don't agree all the time. Um, mm-hmm. You should be willing to turn your players' characters to stone, but have a way for them to be restored to life mm-hmm. later on. Maybe much later on, at the end of the campaign, is my suggestion. But uh, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> magic is always a good solution. Yeah. A daunting uh, arcana, divine, or primal check will do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, should restore the petrified. And that's a narrative use. I would not allow it to happen yeah. during combat. I'd have to be a ritual. Right. I would um, even, yeah, exactly. yeah I, would think, I think a verse would be so cool to just <laughs> almost, but you don't necessarily want to shatter them. Because if they're turned to stone, <laughs> yeah, right. So maybe verse wasn't wouldn't be a good one. <laughs> now, of course, if it. you're doing it with the frost beast, you know, maybe you just gotta you gotta use uh, you gotta you know add the fire descriptor to a, a fire a, yeah. <laughs> to a healing spell <laughs> there you uh, go. to warm them up. That's right. uh, who knows, but mm-hmm. that's where priest uh, of Kellos are uh, rule. <laughs> there you go. You know, obviously, uh, smart characters will fight may fight a gorgon without looking at it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they act as though they have the blinded critical injury, which is in the critical gotcha. injury chart on 115 of the core right. rulebook. And therefore, they cannot be targeted by the petrifying gaze. Nice. No, that's it. If, if, if some of our listeners have ever watched the, the movies, there was an old one and the remake, The Clash of the Titans. Oh, yeah. yeah. Characters, the of course, they knew about the Gorgon. Yeah. Try to reflect it or use the the shiny inside of their shields. Yep, exactly. didn't work all the time, but hey, uh, I did like this. I, I did like this. The the last two sentences of the first paragraph there, Tony, where you could potentially allow the players, um, the characters, to be restored after the Gorgon's defeat, and maybe mm-hmm. pouring the blood. I remember doing that, pouring the blood or needing the blood of a Gorgon to turn somebody yeah. as from stone to flesh back. Right. Which so. is where I would go. I would also say, like, if you wanted to do that, you could take um, the Gorgon's blood as an ingredient for an alchemy check to create a salve that can be put on. There you well, go. Uh, and yeah. a good a good way to use that knowledge lore check. It's like, oh, do you know what 
what you need to turn the turn them back to stone uh, from from uh, back yeah. to flesh. That's right. You could you could turn the next adventure into uh, how do we get Bob back to normal that's Bob right. and not stone <laughs> exactly. Bob. That's yeah, right. The stoner Bob. That's right. Stone Bob instead of stoner. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, so, uh, how do, how would you apply this? It's a creature related to something that's like a sci-fi. Like you know, I was thinking a robot might have some kind of dart that they inject that sort of paralyzes or petrifies the the flesh. There you go. You know, uh, that, any that one of these could things be, could be. Yeah, nanobots. Like yeah, nanobots mm-hmm. could uh, could be. Uh, themed to be a ray instead yeah, of a, yep. um, you know, a gaze. A gaze. It could be a ray gun that does that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't. So, think, I don't think the skills would really change either, right? I mean, no, no. knowledge, melee, light, right? To fire like little needle or pistols or something, or those bots. or the ray, or the ray could just be aimed at someone's eyes or the the face, and that's there you go. That still can, and you can still use the. Reflection. You're not looking at it. You're trying to 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 reflect the gaze back to the robot. To, to there you go. To destroy it. Nice. Very nice. Nice. Well done, Tony. Go. Yeah. That was very Thank cool, you. dude. I like this. I like that. This section of the show. I like yeah. this on the slab. It's a good well, segment. Yes. <laughs> I decided to take the creature I made on the slab. And throw it at you guys for our advantageous threat. Oh no! <laughs> Welcome to Advantageous Threats, where we build and roll and narrate some die results with some sample skill checks, and hopefully we entertain you uh, as well. And we have a little bit uh, something special, a little uh, out of the ordinary uh, for this episode. And I'll kick it off to Tony to explain what he's going to have us do. Tony? So I'm taking a sample from uh, Tales of the Epsilon Eclipse as a GM. Hmm. So the barkeeper, or the uh, main NPC... Has split Wait a the patrons. We don't want to. We don't want to call them the BM. <laughs> Sorry, no. no. The, brew, the brewmaster. I mean the brewmaster. Yeah, the brewmaster. That's right. The, the brewmaster. The BK. All right. Has Sorry. split the patrons into <laughs> pairs and sent them out into a monster-infested jungle on a strange tropical island to search for a tremendously rare cask of Thunder Sky Rum. Supposedly hidden there by the infamous megaversal pirate Iroquella Darkspire. Oh my god, I love the name. Uh, Chris and Stefan's characters have entered into a strange clearing occupied by a single circular thatch-roofed structure. They believe may hold a clue to the cask when suddenly something enormous and terrifying emerges oh no so uh but why is the uh, i I have a enormous and terrifying image to put in the uh skype chat for you two gentlemen unfortunately our listeners cannot see it but behold what the fuck is that (laughs) looks like freaking the swamp thing or it's not jesus 
It's not, a, it's not a tiny man in a white suit going, the plane, the plane. No, it is not. It is a giant creature that appears to be made of mud. And its oh. eyes glow with a baleful fire. <laughs> oh. Oh. All right. oh, my gosh. So, pretty sure we're doing that out of turn incidental, then, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. So, start with the terrifying out of turn incidental, both of you. So, that's oh, going to no. be a mental discipline check. Yes. Good thing I'm trained in it. Oh, do we want, do we want to describe our characters first? Or when we... We'll do we that after. Do it afterwards. You guys roll. All right. Yeah. All right. So. And what is the So let's begin. So this one, um, I scaled it t- down a little bit because you guys are such mm. a small party size. So this one is a, right. is a smaller one. Um, so he's only a hard. Eight feet tall? Oh. Check. Okay. Just hard. Hard. Yes. Not daunting. All righty then. Let me see. I have nothing to add to this because... I have zero earned XP. <laughs> no. Yes, everybody. Neither. I created a character that has zero earned XP. <laughs> okay. Very nice. All right. I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and roll mine first, there, Stefan. So go I ahead. have. So I have a, a willpower of a three, mental discipline of one, and then ah. the three purple. Anything else, right. there? Or we're good. That's good. All right. We have gotten. A net advantage. <laughs> a net advantage. <laughs> right. So, Chris, an advantage. Yes. First, explain who your character is, and then his response to the fearful creature in front of him. All right. So, I am playing Joseph Joss Manfrand, or Big Joe. He is a Norska. He is a Norska lumberjack. <laughs> Wielding a great axe, that should shock everybody. I'm playing a lumberjack. Um, <laughs> wearing his flannel vestments over his shiny new scale mail. And he's on his first mission as an Order of the Axe and Saw Templar. And he just peed himself a little. <laughs> <laughs> as, as mentally f- disciplined as he is, yeah, a little pee came out. <laughs> All right. That's warming, and it'll give you a boost die on your first attack. Awesome. First action. <laughs> That's great. It's warm sort and comforting of. to be resting in your own pee a little. Just a little bit. Like kind a back the in the womb. Fight. Yeah, the, the, kind of the fight or flight response. Well, He's but, leaning more towards fight. That's right, before I go back into that fetal position I had in the womb. Anyway. <laughs> All right, Stefan. All right, I will roll mine. Mm-hmm. There we go. All right, so those two cancel out there. I'm left with <laughs> um, I'm a bit like uh, I'm a bit like in uh, in our in Joe's Joe's shoes as well. I'm I'm also left with an advantage. <laughs> oh my god! Seriously? Oh, that's advantage. awesome! All right. So describe your character and then her response. So. I am playing uh, Hethal Jin, a.k.a. Jin, a Zolhenol Mentari. Those are the long, tall, moth-like insect-like uh, creature. Nice. nice. Uh, and they're the ones who uh, are, are psionically endowed. So they're the equivalent of mind mages. Ooh. 
So he's, she's experienced uh, Mentari uh, and here assigned to uh, to Joe as an evaluator on his first mission as a lumberjack. Oh, nice. But I didn't see that you added something that. Big That's and muddy. Yeah, no, she, she, she wasn't expecting something big and muddy. <laughs> Very nice. Mm-hmm. So uh, Quivering let's, in do a, yeah. let's do a quick initiative check. So it right. would use its cool for initiative. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's going to have four dice, uh, but okay. only because I have reduced its presence to two, it's only going to have two of those as yellow, two green. Gotcha. Um, so um, grand total of four successes, three advantage for it. Yeah, I got 3.1. 3 1. I have mm-hmm. 1.5. Still peeing myself. Right. So <laughs> it goes first. So All it's right. going to be using its terrifying gaze. Oh, shit. Its petrifying gaze. On who? And um, I'm going to roll d10 because I can't really decide. <laughs> Chris, <go>. you're <laughs> even. Stefan, you're definitely odd. Yeah. There's the- no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I rolled a 3. So. Oh. Apparently, it sees, it sees the big insect woman as the more deadly... Uh, Potential, yeah, dangerous foe. That's great. All right. <laughs> so this is going to be an opposed cool versus uh, coordination, I believe? Yep. Oh. Now what it said? Coordination. Cool versus coordination. Cool versus coordination. I got up right here. Yep. yep. Uh, all right. Well, I, I don't have any skill ranks in coordination. <gasps> no. No. And so what coordination is, is based off of which ability again? Agility. Agility. So I'm yeah. rolling this one. Not like you have a podcast or anything there, Stefan. Jesus. No. No. Yeah, I have two. <laughs> no, she has two agility. I just don't have it handy in front of right. me. So right and now I'm sitting here at uh, two yellow, two green, two purple. Dice pool. Two yellow, two green, two purple. Mm-hmm. Stefan, yeah, well, one of those two st- story points. Feel free to. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm flipping one because you know she's experienced. Maybe uh, okay, and she's she's accompanied by a. uh, With all those advantages that I got on my initiative, that really didn't count for anything. (laughs) Could I like quickly? Hey, Virgis, it's looking at us. (laughs) (laughs) However, it's gonna get a boost die because it had a bunch of advantage on uh, uh, initiative as well, and it's this is a common tactic for it yeah, so i'm gonna go ahead and throw a boost okay. die on it no i i just flipped the story point because you know i'm, I'm accompanied by a lumberjack you know <laughs> sounds good so i gave yeah. it a setback die for you yelling avert your eyes well i'm there okay. we go all right um rolling it up all right so first of all the difficulty dice came back blank nope. Pur- the single purple the um the boost die cancels out my red die uh, of my challenge die with all the thread on it all right leaving me with uh, uh, uh a a single challenge die or um sorry proficiency die being canceled out by the setback leaving me with a bunch of positive dice that Ooh. rolled positive results oh <laughs> so we have four successes one Which advantage means Ooh. you can do something yes yes so <laughs> you're going to be ensnared mm. for two turns all right yep so uh that is for the additional uh, oh for the additional successes yes Yes. for the additional successes not enough advantage but because uh you're averting your eyes um Mm -hmm. both of you are i'm going to provide you a 
uh, setback dice from attack. Uh, one of, whichever one of you goes next. Right. Uh, due to my advantage. Mm. So. Hmm. Well, well, I'll, well um, since you're not the one, you know, immobilized, uh, I'll go. You can go ahead. Yeah, yep. go ahead. Yeah. So I think I think Joe will swear something in his French Norskian accent, <laughs> right? <laughs> and um, he's going to close the range. Is it short, medium? It's short. So, okay, so he, so yeah, he's got his axe out, leading with the great axe. Just end every phrase by by wee 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 wee. <laughs> All right. So um, he's got he's a, he's a he's a brawny fella. So he's got a brawn of four. He's got melee heavy of one. So that's going to be one yellow, three green, and it's a um, two purple for melee attack. Okay. He'll aim. And get a second, has, that second boost die. As you can see, it's got rocky, hardened chunks inside there that yeah. give it an armor of some type. So it's going to have two, two setback melee armor. Two melee armor. And let's see here. Do I have any talents? No, because I don't have any experience <laughs> points. He's green, everybody. <laughs> He's a green leaf. All right. And um, you know what? This is his first... He wants to impress. He wants to impress Jin here. So I'm gonna flip yeah. a story point and um, turn one of these greens into a into yellow. a a yellow. So he's got two yellow, two green, two blue, two purple, okay. and two black. And and he th- oh and I and you give me a setback die because I'm averting my eyes. Mm-hmm. I'll take a third setback die for that. And Tony, did you wanna? Maybe. Nope, I'm happy. You're happy? All right. All right. Feeling that channeling the pee a little bit. It's warm on the inside. We'll see. <laughs> oh, some blanks. Okay, a couple of the... So the armor didn't really matter for him. Okay, so those threats get canceled out. And I am left with two net successes and two advantage and i did not write the stats for the great axe on here but i'm thinking it's somewhere along the lines of like eight i think i think it's t- 10 is it 10 for a great axe all right 10 yeah, let's so, call it 10 for now so 12 damage and um i think the crit range is three so i rolled three yeah. two um let's see here yeah i think i'm gonna um i'm actually going to uh pass the boost ion to my partner here to give her a um so i'm kind of shielding her you know from his gaze or whatever so maybe could steal her mind a little bit so even though she can't move she might be able to Mm. mentally hurt him sounds good all right all right so it's uh just so you know it's gonna soak five of that 12 that you did to it and take seven wounds out of its 20 Whoa! Alrighty then. Alright, so with Jin being immobile, she's not going anywhere, but luckily, Mm -hmm. being uh, a mind mage, she doesn't have to move much. There you go. Yeah, by the way, that that, the the effect is that the Mm -hmm. mud around you on the ground Mm -hmm. is 
just while you're mesmerized by its gaze, it's yeah. creeping up and grabbing oh. hold of your legs and trying to encase you. Right. Dude, that's creepy. So what she'll try to do is help her because he's supposed this is his first mission. She wants him to shine. She's going to curse the uh, the mud uh, golem nice. to hinder it. Mm-hmm. So let's see here. I got the curse effects. So Tony, I had it open. plus four to brawn, so it would have been eight damage, but it's got pierce two. So I think okay. the math works out the same. So we were essentially, close. yep. And okay. it is a crit range of three. So. Okay. Thank uh, you. You are welcome. I Mental note: using... next time, put yeah, put weapons, put damage. <laughs> I normally always gear. do that. Stat of the gear. I always, I always do that. I don't know why I didn't. That's all right. know it. She's a skill psionicist. Mm-hmm. She gets a green and four yellows. Nice. She's been around for a while. Maybe we can so, talk Robert into adding psionics to his online tool. Yeah. For figuring out med- magic Never know. skills. <laughs> So the base difficulty for Chris mm-hmm. is two purple. Range is short, so I'm assuming we're in yep. short range. Yep. Oh, there we go. And I will add uh, misfortune, at Ooh. least, which will add the tar- after the target makes a check, you may change one setback dice to a face displaying a, f- a failure. Very nice. nice. Adding that, and of course, verting her gaze to the setback dice and the boost dice that she got from. Oh, but wait, there's more. Yes, (laughs) you're casting magic on this weird, mysterious island, or you're using psionics, but it's a magic type. Yeah. Um. So go ahead, and I'm going to spend a story point and upgrade that check. Yes, everybody out there, Stefan is trying to curse mud. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah, damn, man. <laughs> you dirty creature, you. <laughs> You're as clear as mud. <laughs> oh, my God. And they keep on coming, don't they? Their stuff. Feet of clay. You there know what that go. sounds like? That sounds like we trees blowing. Well, you remem- remember, mud spelled backwards is dumb. So. <laughs> I've got, all right, well, I've got a triumph. That's good news. There you go. Let's see what else cancels out. This is threats, some advantages. There we go. Still got, oh, six advantages. Holy Um, crap. One of them is canceled out by this one, so I got five advantages. Don't forget to flip one of your setback dice to something, right? Or is that on them? It's their checks that you get to turn. It's their their check. So there we go. So I'm left with... Uh, a success for, from my triumph. Five advantages and a oh. triumph. Oh, wow! Exactly. All right, so fuck out of this thing. Five <laughs> advantage on a magic action. So um, first off, just the base effect is that he target suffers minus one green dice to to his selected checks. Nice duration, I, and I can maintain this as a maneuver, mm-hmm. and I can switch a boost die as well. Uh, the face to a to change it to a to a failure. Very nice. Okay, that's that's for that. So or the setback die. Exactly. With right. five advantages, uh, 
I would at least give well, maybe I use two of them to give a boost. Uh, maybe one, yeah, one one boost. To Perhaps Joe. maybe if you don't mind a suggestion. Sure. Go ahead. Um, that it shakes both of you out of your fear. Ah yes. For five I'll, advantage. Yeah. I like it. All right, so there you go. No longer afraid. And, and for the triumph, I would say the mud sort of recedes from her as uh, the confidence of her spell or her power and seeing her her uh, ally you know, give us a, a resounding thump to the mud, <laughs> the mud creature. <laughs> Very nice. It shakes its, its concentration enough that the mud just falls off and she can float away. Very nice. Awesome. Well, tried to keep the moth from flying, but it's not going to yeah. happen. If, I unless not. I can trap her again next turn. But, All right. unfortunately, so that's it. That's it. And she uses a maneuver what? to float above. <laughs> Cliffhanger! Best two out of three? This. We can't do best two out of three rounds now. Because <laughs> we failed the first round. We did pretty good in the second round, right? That's well, it. first round was our incidental. Word. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. The, the pre-initiative. <laughs> oh. Point is, I got yeah. to highlight my monster, and you guys got to play a little. Yeah, we did. <laughs> We did more than one check each. And he exactly. was able to curse mud. <laughs> yeah. There will be mud flung tonight. <laughs> oh, and it keeps on going. Well, that was fun. Well, well done, That's Tony. okay. Thanks for that's okay. Jin, Jin needed a nice mud mask to make herself more, even more beautiful. There you go. There Very you nice. go. Hmm. All right. All right. You guys want to go home? Let's. Yes, let's go. All right. So as we close the show for uh, for today, um, this was the part where I sometimes do a little bit of a shout out to one of the shows or blogs on the Nerds International Network. Um, well, some of them, quite a few of them, have taken a little break this month of January in the new year um, after the holidays, I guess. So you know they're all a bunch of slackers. So right, <laughs> but don't despair; they'll be back. Um, Recharging their batteries. A few. One of them is on a cruise to to play his own little games. Uh, oh yeah, and uh, leaving from New Orleans, and uh, others are just you know goofing around, doing other stuff, recovering from the holidays. But still, you can check out the whole Nerds International uh, panoply of uh, shows, podcasts, blogs, etc., and uh, look at their backlog. You know, listen to some yeah. older episodes that uh, you may not have, uh, you may have skipped over, or maybe something that you liked and listened to it over again. That's right. So there you go. We're, uh, yeah, and we're still here, plugging away and making more episodes. Yeah, for you we're guys. making episodes this month. We haven't taken any time off, so. Nope. Nope. <laughs> we're at work. Come on, we're at work. Yes. <laughs> No, this isn't work. This is so not work. This is so much fun. (laughs) You know, it really is. Well, hey, so what we have next time in a couple weeks, we're going to have our first live play with our buddy Daryl, the gaming ho. Yeah. Oh, he's a special guest. Special guest, Daryl, the gaming ho. Where Tony is. Yep, and Tony's going to run Stefan, Daryl, and myself in 
through a uh, primordial machina adventure using the pregens that you had for your um for the adventure you ran at Con and a Cub. Looking right. forward to it's that. kind of a follow-up adventure to that one. Yep. Oh, nice. Oh, and by the way, everybody, we um, Tony sent me the link for the Mud Monster made by mm. Joseph Haywood. If you all would like to do that, I will have the link to that Mud Monster in our show notes. Um, I was going to put the picture up sure. there, but you know what? I'm going to put the link there just to be safe, and then everybody can give Joseph props because holy fuck, that thing was scary. <laughs> I even peed myself a little. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you guys didn't. Know you That's know. all right. So if hey, if you are Joseph Haywood and you catch word that we've used your image, and you want to email us and thank us for sharing it with the world, yeah. uh, go ahead uh, at findingthenarrativepodcast at gmail dot com or any of our other listeners want to say hi to us, please go ahead. Yes. Um, you can do so there at the email or uh, Facebook at Finding the Narrative. Uh, Nerds International and Finding the Mar- Narrative are both on Mayway. Miwi, Miwi, and we have that tri- that uh, awesome Twitter presence of Stefan uh, at FTN underscore Genesis. Yes. Uh, listen to us all on all the platforms. Uh, leave us a you know we haven't asked for it, but leave us a, if you listen to us on iTunes, leave us a review. Um, it wouldn't hurt. It'll put us at the top of people's. Uh, uh, searches the more reviews we get uh try to make it a nice one if you can if you can't i understand that's right any review would be good <laughs> exactly uh, constructive criticism we, we'll take constructive with criticism. those awesome yeah. youtube comments i still get those oh, yeah. now and again i know again leave leave us a comment <laughs> review <laughs> <laughs> yeah but don't make them sappy actually no. you can make sappy comments i use sappy already but no i think we're driving our uh, listeners nuts <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! I guess, I guess it's my fault for planting the seed. Yeah, but there's but you know what? I know beat deep back in their minds, they're pining for more. They really are. I'm sure. Right? <laughs> Come on. You got one, Tony. I know you got one on the top of your brain. Oh, no, I don't. But brain. that's fine. <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, so uh this is Tony saying, let's tell a story and each spend a story point. And this is Stefan saying, dare to ask for those boost dice. And this is Chris saying, remember the rule of cool and to look cool when you are wearing your flannel vestments, motherfuckers. <laughs> and you know what? Just have fun doing it. <laughs> Good night. Peace. Good night. Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast, is not affiliated with or endorsed by any companies mentioned on this show. Any of the products mentioned on our show or appear on our website are the property and copyright of their respected owners. All items are used under fair use and educational review purposes. All other items are the intellectual property of Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.